how you got interested in it. Okay, so I am a traditional naturopath and somatic therapist. And at a basic level, what that means is in the practice of naturopathy, I believe that the body has the power to heal itself given the right environments. So um, the food, that, the water, the air that you're breathing, the things that you're putting on your body and in your body. And then the emotional environments too, or the belief systems that we are emoting in response to. So I really focus on this area quite a bit. Um, and that's that somatic therapy piece as well. So working with that mind and body connection. So what is held in the body at an unconscious level and how can we start to release those patterns that are being held? Sometimes that can be a conscious awareness that comes into place from the somatic work. Um, and sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's just we're doing energy work on my table or we're doing some Joe practices and something just feels different in their body afterwards or during. Is there a, how do I say this? Is there a certain type of person that you feel is more open to this type of work or are you seeing that it's more universally receptive by people? Um, I mean, there's probably a certain type, I'm sure, but <laughs> my clients seem to span all across the board. Um, so like I'll have some people where I'm kind of surprised that they're coming to see a naturopath. And then I have some people who are like, oh yeah, you're totally the type of person that would come see a naturopath or do <laughs> energy work or whatever. So yeah, it's, I have like an 88 year old client coming in next week. And we mostly focus on like herbs and nutritional support. Um, whereas, you know, the person that's coming in after this, she is really connected into like anything you can possibly imagine from like a spiritual perspective, um, excuse me. So she, she works with energy, she works with crystals, she works with um, unraveling the limiting belief systems that she's carrying around. So yeah, it really just kind of spans the gamut. Have you seen that it's become like more mainstream or, or more popular? I've, I've noticed that. What is it that you think that is causing that? Yeah, it does seem to be much more popularized, much more mainstream. Um, what do I think is causing it? Um, I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is really, on one hand, conventional medicine doesn't always work for chronic health conditions. And so people are turning to other possibilities, things that can actually heal without requiring you to be on a medication for the rest of your life. I also think that there is, there's some sort of change and I don't know why this is, um, but people are more self-aware. Um, and so kind of exploring that psychological um, space isn't so taboo anymore like it once was, um, you know, going, to a shrink 
or going to a therapist is for crazy people. And I think people are viewing it now more as a form of self-care, not necessarily always to just fix something. Yeah, I think we had discussed this last time and I was like, you know, I want to I want to get back to this because I think it's something that is, uh, I think people think that they think that this person who is a naturopath is your stereotypical kind of crunchy granola hippie ish person. Mm -hmm. And we talked last time a little bit about kind of your journey in that and how you've kind of maybe initially identified some, you know, kind of with that and still have it, but that you've kind of progressed somewhat on that. I would, I would love to go back over that. I thought it was really interesting. Okay. Yeah. Um, so uh, I don't even know where I began, but there was, <laughs> I worked in the corporate world for um, about seven years before I started working as a naturopath. And um, I, I'll start with clothes. So I dressed in a pretty like buttoned up kind of straight laced sort of way, I suppose. Um, and then over the years, I think that involved that evolved a little bit because I remember some of my coworkers at that corporation that I worked at just making comments about like the unique way that I dressed. Um, and there is when I started getting into natural health for myself and, um, so with some people it became the running joke, like what's Kara eating today? What's Kara drinking today? Cause I'd carry around like Mason jars, which is weird uh -huh. apparently um, filled with like chia seeds or some strange color. Um, and then, and then once I left the corporate world, I think there was probably more of a freedom to dress in a way that just felt more comfortable to me, um, which was definitely more on the, um, stereotypical, like hippie sort of look, not always, but yeah. oftentimes I did. Um, and there was a part of me when I started working at the natural health clinic that I was at where I almost felt like I had to fit into like a mold of something. But yet there was this other part of me that was like, Ooh, I don't want to be too stereotypical because I'm a naturopath now. So I, for as long as I can remember, like when I was in college, I really wanted dreadlocks in my hair. Um, but by the time I got to the point where I'm like, ooh, I could do that. I wanna do that. Then it was like, that might be too stereotypical. <laughs> so it's interesting that I've always kind of been like dancing this line of like wanting to like fit in or like have this sort of appearance, but then not wanting to be too much that appearance. and. Once I started working in that clinic, I was surprised at um, how not stereotypical most of those people were. Like, they just looked normal. You would never suspect yeah. that they were, you know, doing this sort of work or like working with energy or whatever it might be. Um, and then, I mean, Let's see what else. Like there was a point like I didn't wear bras for a long time, which, you know, I think that's still great and still the most comfortable, <laughs> but I wear one now. <laughs> um, and I, I don't know if now I just really wear what's comfortable for me, not necessarily to 
like maybe like fit some store some sort of appearance that I want to fit I don't know um, but I wear things that are com comfortable and I wear things that I really like and oftentimes that can maybe have like a bit more of a unique flair perhaps mm -hmm. um, and then yeah, like I don't, I don't shave my legs at all. So in the summer, people are like, "Oh wow, she's such a hippie because she doesn't shave <laughs> her legs." So, yeah, there's these things that are still like this more natural sort of like look to them. Yeah. And then there's other parts of me that I think maybe look a little bit more, I don't know, mainstream, so to speak. Right. Yeah, I love that conversation. Um, because I think does well, I think to myself, does that make it more appealing to a wider base of people if they because sometimes I think like that kind of whole 70s vibe of hippieism in a sense was too far extreme for a lot of people it was like, listen, I don't want to live in a commune and be naked or mm. whatever. <laughs> so like, I don't want <laughs> I don't want to, you know, like it was like too much for, so you know, I know that's very extreme, uh -huh. but like, you know, this kind of whole that sounds pretty fun to me. <laughs> Honestly, I'd probably try it at this point in my life. I don't really have a lot of boundaries and that type of stuff. I'd be like, eh, give yeah, it a roll. Give it a whirl. You know? I might be happens. like, hey, this isn't for me. But uh, <laughs> but I might be like, I'd probably try it. But maybe that's too much for some people. Totally. And maybe the appeal is broader now because it's like someone that's a little more identifiable or relatable mm -hmm. sometimes pulls people into things that maybe seem more uh out there if you will yeah, yeah totally and i think that's that was like my mindset around like i don't want to look too stereotypical yeah. naturopath because i want to be relatable and maybe that ultimately wouldn't have mattered because i think in general i'm a pretty relatable person and i can connect with people pretty easily um that maybe my appearance wouldn't have mattered but yeah. maybe it would have i don't know i think people often do think of you know, natural healthcare being this thing that means they have to become this certain way or start dressing in a certain way or start doing these certain things. And that's just not true. Like the spectrum is massive. It's so huge. And you can like pick this little piece and that little piece <laughs> and that little piece. You don't have to be all of the millions of pieces that are offered. <laughs> And I think that's what like sometimes it scares people is just like, wow, this person's like way out there. Like, mm -hmm. I'm not, you know, I'm not doing that type of thing. Yeah. But I think if it's the best of both worlds, you can kind of live in that world, but then help to broaden the minds of people who are maybe into more traditional ideas mm -hmm. of medicine and taking care of yourself. And it seems like you're writing the line on that pretty well, you know? Yeah. I don't know about pretty well, but I'm riding that line. <laughs> what does that Whatever mean? Whatever it is. <laughs> like maybe I'm not so well, but I'm just riding it. <laughs> it's revealing yeah, I suppose here. it's. I suppose that pretty well is probably uh, subjective. Mm -hmm. So one person might think, you're doing that pretty well. Yeah. And someone else might be like, well, you've gone off your rocker, Kara. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever get that from people that say that? Like, that's oh, a little too much for me. Um, no, not directly, but I know like, you know, my family, they are interested in some of the things that I do, but not everything. Um, 
My mom definitely has her opinions on me not shaving my legs. <laughs> and um, I have, yeah, I have some friends, like some longtime friends who I've known since like high school or college. And this way of life that I live now is not for them. And that's okay. We can still be friends, but yeah. they're not interested in, you know, my form of healthcare and that's okay. Yeah. So, Do you think they, that that's uh, in, not an, imp- I don't want, I don't want to phrase this. How does that work out with like relationships with people in a sense, yeah. maybe something more romantically involved, things like that. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, so I have, um, I'm like perpetually single. Like I date people and like, I'll have like phases of being in a relationship. So over this past decade or so, since I've been in like my own self-work journey and discovering naturopathy and becoming a practitioner, um, I've mostly been single, which I think is probably a good thing because it's given me a lot more freedom to just experience it without, you know, the constrictions that might come from somebody else's thoughts or opinions or whatever. Um, But I have definitely dated people who are, you know, like I tried out, like, let's see, they're not really on my wavelength of things, but there's this thing which might be like a connecting point in the natural health sort of for it. Um, and yeah, every time I do that, I realize it just doesn't work out very well. Like the last relationship I was in, there was, there was always tension in some way based on my perspectives and beliefs in naturopathy um, and even just like the mental emotional stuff versus what their beliefs were like for instance like some like physical health stuff that i kept complaining about and they were like you should really go see a doctor i'll schedule the doctor appointment for you i'm like no i don't need to go see a doctor i'm okay with it you're not okay with it but it's my body and i'll get it figured out and ultimately i did um so, and just different, different philosophies like vaccines, that's a big thing because I have mm-hmm. some strong beliefs around vaccines and um, so other people have other strong beliefs around mm-hmm. vaccines. And even though I'm not going to have any more kids, it's still like one of those beliefs that feels important to me to share my time or my energy or my life with somebody who isn't always going to be like questioning or challenging and same thing with me always be questioning or challenging but there's just kind of like a um understanding or we're we're looking at life through the same lens or the same perspective do you think that makes it harder to find someone i think it does yeah um certainly i live in a world where i'm surrounded by a lot of people who um share similar beliefs to me but you know not everybody's single either so (laughs) you didn't know this is going to be about your personal life right i know (laughs) your romantic relationship (laughs) (laughs) but then also too i'll say like even if i've met somebody who's on like a similar wavelength as me that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work out either so yeah. yeah most definitely i mean sometimes when you do that it's like 
it's too similar in some ways. It's like, mm-hmm. oh man, well, there's no kind of diversity in this thought mm-hmm. process, you know? Yeah, yeah. With that. So yeah, I actually, I met somebody recently and uh, he's a naturopath too, or was at one point. And I just went through like this mold fiasco in my house. I discovered my house was contaminated with mold and um, we were just talking about a couple different things. And he like shot into this line around silica, which stiffens and hardens things and then pulls thing out, pulls things out. Um, and working with like the frequency of the silica crystal ball. And I'm like, oh, this is so great. But that's not weird to somebody else. And he can just like rattle that off. And I totally know what he's talking about. And it's great. <laughs> so, yeah. It has the it's advantages. exciting. That is, you can look at you. You're like, yes, this is great. This is... <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> so do you feel like that kind of more people are stepping into kind of these ideas about the body and taking care of yourself more than ever? It seems like it. I mean, I was during my whole mold fiasco, I lived with my parents for five months. Mm -hmm. And so I saw, I never have the TV on at all. I don't have, I haven't had cable in like 12 years. Um, And I don't read a lot of like pop culture sorts of things. Mm -hmm. So like magazines, um, so I'm like observing all of the stuff being at my parents' house. And um, like, I was looking at my mom's Better Homes and Gardens magazine. And like, even in there, there was like something about like natural healthcare products that you could buy or like five tips for meditation or here's some yoga poses you might try to relax. Um, mm-hmm. Or just like on the morning TV shows, people talking about all of these like stress management techniques or breathing differently, um, all things which I see in the span of natural healthcare, taking care of yourself naturally. Um, so I don't remember what your question was now. Did I answer <laughs> it? <laughs> it's all good. Yeah, I think it was just, it was in that realm. I was thinking also like, have you always been like that? When did you know you were like this? <laughs> when did I know I was like this? Yeah. Um, <laughs> when did you know you were all about not wearing bras and stuff? I'm just joking. <laughs> yes. Um, actually, that was one time when I was dancing. I was at a, um, oh, contra dancing. Have you ever yeah. heard of contra dancing? It's like, it's so fun. It's like line dancing meets square dancing. Oh. Okay. And it's like all of these old people and... It's so fun. I was probably the youngest one there by like mm-hmm. 30 years. Anyway, <laughs> I was with my boyfriend at the time and um, I was like, man, my bra is so uncomfortable. It's like falling down. He's like, just take it off then. So I ran to the bathroom and I took it <laughs> off. I'm like, permission, freedom. So for a while I didn't wear a bra. Yeah. Um, anyway, so when did I know I was like this? Yeah. Um, I know that sounds harsh the way I said that. <laughs> <laughs> do you like this <laughs> uh, let's see how i might answer that um well i think in general like i can remember being a little kid and just feeling like i was different mm-hmm. than other people um not necessarily like in a natural health perspective but just different um 
And so I, there was probably like that thing underlying my life um, yes. starting at an early age. Um, I remember being really into astrology when I was a kid, but really like making fun of it too. Like, oh, I don't want anybody to know that I like seriously believe in this. Yeah. And f- like, funny enough now, like I'm interested in it, but like, I know nothing about it. I think it's very confusing and very complicated. Yeah. Um, and then probably as I grew up, like through my teenage years, I worked really hard to try to be um, like as normal as I could be or to like fit in as best as I could be. So really like not so much care about what does everybody else like and let me try to be like them, whether and how I dressed or I don't know. Um, And then when I was in college, um, I feel like there's a story there. (laughs) I met somebody in college um, who was just like, so different from all of the people that I typically hung out with. Like he hitchhiked across the country. He um, fueled his car in vegetable oil. Um, (laughs) He was like the closest thing to a hippie that I knew at that point. And there was something like, I feel like he was almost like a catalyst for that time of my life. I was probably 20 or 21 at that point. And I feel like that was a time where I felt like, oh, he's super loved by everybody that knows him. And he's a little bit different. He's a little bit like non-conventional, I suppose. And I think there was something liberating in that for me. Um, And then that just kind of snowballed over the years, a slow snowball, I suppose. And then um, really getting into natural health was somebody had I had some health stuff going on and somebody recommended that I see a naturopath and I had no idea what that was at that point I was really into um, like food as medicine sorts of beliefs and um, learning about like personal care products and all of the toxins that we load onto our skin or onto our hair Um, so I was like getting there on my own and then I discovered this naturopath who introduced me to naturopathy and somatic therapies and energy work. And I was also at a point where I wanted to make some changes in my career. Um, I had worked in communications, internal communications primarily. And I didn't think I wanted to keep doing that, or at least maybe I didn't want to be in the corporate world anymore. I was contemplating going back to school for psychology or um, human-centered design. Um, And then I realized with my naturopath, I was like, all I wanna do is ask him questions about what he's doing and why he's doing it and not talk so much about like what's going on for me personally. And then another friend and sharing all of this stuff with her, she was like, you're always talking about food and you know so much about food and why don't you go to school to like become a nutritionist or something? So I was like, oh, that's a great idea. So I started looking into that and then um, I had a meeting with my naturopath one day just to ask him about the school that he went to. And then he mentioned um, the counseling aspect that he does and who he trained with for that. And that was like the moment where it's like, oh, that infuses everything that I want. Um, And so I signed up for naturopathy school two weeks later, 
or maybe a week later and started two weeks later. Um, and that was that. And I ended up quitting my corporate job probably six months later and did like, still did like communication consulting work. Um, but I think stepping out of that job allowed me to get to where I am much more quickly because I ended up getting hired there to do marketing work and then eventually started seeing clients there too. So yeah, there was just a moment where I knew this is what I'm going to do. And I still feel like I can't imagine doing anything else at all. So yeah. I feel yeah. like I'm really living in alignment with what I'm supposed to be doing right now. At least. That's a good feeling, I would imagine, mm -hmm. right? I mean, it is great. Yes. That's how I feel about my life. I mean, I think I asked you that question about like, when did you know you were like this? That was harsh the way I said. It. I didn't mean it like that. I really didn't mean it. <laughs> no, like no, 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 no. It, <laughs> it was just funny. <laughs> yeah, because like I felt like like a lot of people kind of they kind of have these feelings about themselves and who they are when they're really young. Uh -huh. But when you're so young, it's hard to know what that is. Uh -huh. And to like and for other people to understand it and be gracious about it. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm sure mm -hmm. you see Like, I see it in my daughter. Like, she's nine. She's a performer. Like, okay. she is so dramatic. She if this child doesn't do something in the arts, I failed her. <laughs> like she, <laughs> She's a singing, dancing, acting, drawing machine, mm -hmm. you know, and I think that sometimes you, you know, you probably knew this about yourself when you were really young, like, yeah. hey, I'm like really in touch with whatever, like my wife was so in touch with the planet growing up. Okay. And it's so intuitive for her. And I think, you know, she's my age 42 It's just like, she's accepted that about herself. And she lives like that. You know, mm -hmm. she's very sensitive to those. I mean, if I take something and like this goes in the compost, this, you know what happens? These get stuck in dolphins mouths and stuff. And I'm like, whoa, whoa. OK, I got it. I'm going to make sure uh -huh. I do this right. You know, but like, uh -huh. I don't know yeah. that she was living that when she was really young because the people around her and you grow up in the middle of nowhere in the country. Nobody thinks like that. And you're in mm -hmm. a very rural area and everybody's always thought a certain way. And then oh, here you come. And this totally alien like, yeah. view of life. Disrupt things. I was like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, there's nothing uh -huh. wrong with you. It's just how you are. You yeah. Know? Yeah. So. That's a good thought. It makes me think too. When I was a kid, I mean, my whole life, I've always been a listener. I've been such a good listener. Like, I mean, I've had people, complete strangers, pour their life stories out to me um, about addictions they've had or like the bipolar that they've dealt with or the affairs that their husbands are having. Like, I mean, I would just attract this stuff like mm -hmm. crazy. Um, and so knowing that like a huge part of my practice now is to be present to people and go through the stories that they're dealing with, that they have dealt with throughout their lifetime. Um, yeah, that's, that's another good point as I was just kind of born that way too, yeah. I think, just like your daughter, yeah. just like your wife. You just know, I think, and I've been mm -hmm. very cognizant of that with my daughter of like, okay, I got to, I want to nurture this in her because clearly she's into it. And mm -hmm. I think I always felt like myself, I was one of those people in high school who was like extremely responsible, which okay. is not like a lot of high schoolers, you know, it's kind of like, I just was like very like, yeah, with like a goody two shoe, you know? Okay. And, and so it's, it's kind of like, I feel like in the last 10 years, I've really kind of accepted who I am mm -hmm. 
Like I have a, you see, I have this huge blonde streak in my hair. Like I would have never. I know, done I that love too. it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I have black earrings. I had tattoos. All you know, like I don't think the twenty-year-old me was ready to become mm. that person. Mm-hmm. And okay. but I'm happy I've progressed to wanting to be this person. And so I think it just kind of wraps around like I'm fascinated in your journey because like you're riding this line. That's what yeah. I feel like. You're riding this line. You're like, how do I be in this world, but also be myself, which is not mm-hmm. like this, you know, mm-hmm. kind of society. But then in some ways society is moving more towards natural things on some yeah. level. Yeah. Like I'm not as like atypical or strange as yeah. maybe I was five years ago, even things mm. are moving quickly. Um, oh, you said something about like when you were 20, you wouldn't mm-hmm. necessarily do this. And now you're um, kind of progressing more yeah, or whatever. So it's, I think of that and I think about like, we have, we all have these parts of ourselves and at some point that part like constrains us or constricts us mm-hmm. in some sort of way. And then if we're lucky, we get to learn to recognize that part and then also step outside of that part or let that part amplify a little bit more and not be so constricted by it because of fear or whatever it might be yeah. fear of what other people might think of you or how they might perceive you or how you might affect other people. Yeah. So. Like stepping out on that ledge and just doing it is like, mm-hmm. There's a freedom in that. I mean, anywhere I go, people are like, I love your hair. And I'm like, really? Because <laughs> like, <laughs> in some ways, I think people want to do that. They want to have this flair about themselves or something that makes you feel unique. Mm-hmm. And everywhere I go, nobody looks like me. I can guarantee you that. <laughs> Wherever I go, yeah. like, and I think people recognize that. And there's a freedom in being yourself, whether that is coloring your hair or getting a tattoo or living a certain way or not shaving your legs or whatever it is. It's like uh-huh. you have the courage to just say like, this is how I roll. Yeah. yeah it's like you become a template of sorts of inspiration yeah. or freedom for somebody Ooh. else. You never know who that could be. Could just be somebody you walk by on the street someday. But... A template of inspiration. That yes. was very profound. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Ask yourself, are you a template of inspiration? <laughs> Right, <laughs> or your template of negativity. I don't know. <laughs> like, you go both ways, right? Yeah, totally, totally. You know, mm-hmm. so it's uh, I it's almost a conversation about how do you be, how are you, how are you yourself, like the true version of yourself while living in this world, which oftentimes tries to make you conform to something, mm-hmm. a societal norm that yeah. people feel like they have to follow like in a corporate job like you know if I'm in a corporate job I can't you know nobody's looking at this like you got to change that you know like you, you can't have a mustache by the way or you got it's like why uh-huh, <laughs> like, exactly yeah who cares yeah <laughs> that's my favorite place to work in is disrupting well recognizing and disrupting those social standards that we've been conditioned into oh I love I love, love, love I that. you do. Exploring <laughs> it and guiding other people through it. It's, it's great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hopefully in your life, you're progressing. I know for me, like I'm planning and doing things I definitely would have never done in the past. And 
but I'm open to the idea. I'm open to changing my mind on things and open to exploring things that I would have previously balked at maybe 10, mm-hmm. 15 years ago. I consider that growth as a person, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I hope we're all trying to do that on some level. <laughs> mm-hmm. What are the things that help you to expand out of this mindset that you once held? Can you think of certain things that have been helpful for you? Yes. I think the number one thing for me is just talking to a lot of different people, like all the time. So like I, I don't have like an echo chamber necessarily like I, I like you know this whole thing like talk to like-minded people I'm not really mm-hmm. into that I, I used to be very into that idea and now I'm kind of like well I would like to talk to people who well one I don't know anything about what they're doing and I'd like to learn or they have an opposing idea that I have mm. and I would like to understand where that came from mm-hmm. for them or uh, something that is taboo I want to talk about it because maybe what the taboo isn't really a taboo. It's just some construct that people have made it and they don't really know what the actual truth is yeah. about it. So I've, I've done that the most, I would say is a, like, for instance, like I have people on my podcast, I think on some very risky, risque topics, you know, I've had okay. some people like serious erotica stuff, polyamorous relationships, like, eh, I'm just one to learn about it. It doesn't mean mm-hmm. it doesn't mean I want to do it. I just like, sure. you know, I, I just want to know like what's going on in this sector. Totally. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like it's kind of shocking on some level, but I'm not going to shy away from it, you know? Uh-huh. And I think that's what people do. They're like, this is uncomfortable for me to talk about. So I'm just going to shut it out. I don't like that, mm-hmm. you know? Like, yeah. how are you going to learn if you don't? Yeah, absolutely. towards those things, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yep. I think that's been a big thing for me is like, how do, what's, what's the, re, what's the, when I, let me take the curtain off here. Let's, let's pull the court curtain back. And is this what people say it is? Mm-hmm. And I've often found that it's never what people say it is almost a hundred percent of the time. Yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. Have you experienced that? Like, absolutely. 100%. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you go, oh, they say this is how this is. And then you actually deeply look into it. And you're like, oh, that's not true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, totally. The closer you can get to something, the closer you can get to the truth. Yeah. Or, or shades of a truth. Shades. Where of there it. isn't just a black and white around yeah. something. I think like a lot and of there's times. There's more we, safety in that. Yeah. Well, it's even like, oh, say, let's say naturopathy, right? Somebody goes by, they drive by uh, where I live and uh, my, my uh, doctor is a, is a naturopath. And we talked about this, but like, like if you drove by the place, you wouldn't think it was. But just because you saw that out there, you maybe go, oh, that's woo-woo stuff. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't give it a shot. Right. Like, that's crazy to me. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe because look of- it up. Because of what? Totally, because of something that somebody said or the media says or something that you've read that implies that the naturopath or the whatever alternative health doctor is a quack yeah. or right. whatever it might be. Totally. I mean, I get it. They think they're going to go into a place and there's going to be incense burning and somebody's going to be doing like a ceremony and they're going to have like the little things go, 
And it's going to be like, <laughs> you know, they're going to, because I saw that actually the other uh -huh. day I was walking uh, on the spit, this thing uh, is big, amazing, two like big bodies of water between this road. And, and this lady, she had these like symbols and she was like, ching. Yeah. Ching. She's walking around and I'm not going to lie. My mind was like, honestly, <laughs> that's strange. <laughs> but yeah, it's also amazing too. Like that is like that sort of stuff like that, how you just described like the incense and the ceremony yeah. and the, the sound or whatever, like that, that isn't necessarily like on your frequency. It doesn't resonate with you, but it might resonate amazingly for somebody else. And that might be the thing yeah. that steps them into a more, you know, expansive and healing yeah. sort of path where yeah. for somebody else, it might be, you know, food and nutrition or somebody yeah. else that might be, um, some sort of counseling or yeah. craniosacral therapy or massage right. therapy or something. So yeah, I think we're all different and we're all attracted to different things. And like you said, just because something might seem weird or kind of off-putting or scary to you doesn't mean that it's wrong. Right. I mean, maybe it just what might not be the right thing for you. Yeah. And you know, <laughs> sometimes I think like, well, what's the, what's the bad thing about that? Like if you walked in, and somebody was wearing exactly what you thought they were going to wear, mm -hmm. talking the way you exactly the way you thought they were going to talk. And it sounded very kind of trippy, like, OK, so what? Like, right. What's the big deal? Like, sometimes I think people, they're just scared of how that might make them feel. Maybe they will like mm -hmm. it. Maybe you yeah. might be into it. Right. And then they <laughs> have to confront all of these beliefs that they are holding very tightly. Ooh, if I do like it then what does that mean about me? Or what does that say about me? Yeah. I think everything can serve as a mirror, essentially. Mm -hmm. The things that kind of suck or that we have to struggle with or yeah. the things that make us afraid or the things that we hate and dislike, yeah. as long, uh, along with the things that we love and the things that bring us joy, they are all essentially reflecting something back to us about ourselves. So being that mirror and what can we learn from that as we interact with every single little thing really care of the template of inspiration <laughs> <laughs> that might be the title of this one. there we go be a template of inspiration <laughs> i just think that's cool stuff i don't know like i'm definitely more open to all those things but i also don't think like it uh replaces the things that i truly value spiritually I think that mm -hmm. they continue to add on to my spirituality, my health, my wellness. And sometimes I think when people, they think, oh, if I'm going to go see this person, they think, well, this is going to challenge my views that I currently have on something that I feel good about, strong, and it gives me yeah. comfort. I'm like, no, nobody's saying you have to drop that. Absolutely. They're just saying that these are some other options to enhance your life type of thing, mm -hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, identity is so strong for people, like how you identify yourself. Totally. Which and is where we started this talk off today, kind of, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> identity. Identity. You know, how you feel about yourself, who you are. And uh, I think that's a big struggle of being a human. Mm -hmm. who am the question, who am I? Mm -hmm. You ever ask somebody that question? Like, who, who, who are you? Like, who mm -hmm. are you? Like they struggle hard to answer that question because yeah. nobody asks people those questions. Mm -hmm. They're just like, uh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, if you don't know, then I definitely don't know. Yeah, right. 
time to get to work and <laughs> figure out who you are. Yeah. Yep. And it, I think it's a continual process, you know, for people. It's like I'm meeting the, the version of care that exists right now. Mm-hmm. Now, if I met the version of care that existed 20 years ago, that's probably a pretty different person, but has, has some streaks of who she is going to become. Sure. Type yep. of thing, mm-hmm. you know, like you meet me 20 years ago, I had a bald head, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm talking about none of this stuff, none of it. Uh-huh. <laughs> Zero talk about naturopathy, you know, planets, none of that. So yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So it's neat to meet people. And my favorite thing is knowing people for a long time through their journey and watching their transformation little by little over time. (laughs) I think it's an amazing thing to do with other humans. So yeah, yeah. sounds like you're well, I, in the work that you do career wise, Mm -hmm you get to do that with people and then I would imagine even just with the people in your life too as friends or family Mm -hmm. getting to watch people transform and change and evolve it's great and I I like building relationships with people so I've never so that was the other thing that was really hard for me growing up because I I'm a commitment oriented person like I enjoy long-term commitments with people but when you're like 16 that's not in the cards for a lot of people Mm -hmm. they're like no no (laughs) what are you doing? Yes. We're just having fun around here. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Part of the developmental phases. Yeah. And so like, if I like somebody, I want to have a commitment with them, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. I feel that same way too. I think (laughs) I'm trying to figure out, is that still totally true? Cause I think I, at one point in my life, maybe that was more true. And now and where I would get hurt if that relationship like didn't sustain in the way that I just believed that it would. And so now I think I've, I've learned or come to an acceptance where sometimes things are more transient. Is that the right word? Where it's this person is here for this time and then their time moves on. Yeah. And so I thought we would be best friends forever, but we were best friends for a couple of years and now we're both kind of moving in different ways in life yeah. and that's okay too, which is great for me um, considering that I would get so hurt when a friendship mm. would end or if something yeah. would change and realizing within my own self too, um, like, oh, I actually change as well. It's not always just them wanting to change the nature of this thing, but I get to play a part in that as well. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. So that's me saying, yeah, I totally agree with you. And <laughs> that's also changed a little bit for me too. So. Yeah. No, I, I'm with that too. I, there's plenty of people where I, I tend to see it like that too. Like there's just times and space where we're having this time and then it's over. And I always accept that. I'm like, yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. that happens. And, um, but I really enjoy when it lasts a long time. Yeah, me and too. <laughs> it's really neat because then you start developing this bond and this real, this real like deeper evolving thing over many, many years. And when you're with somebody that long, whether, you know, friendship, connection, 
you start experiencing all of their all of the um, tragedy in their life, and mm-hmm. you experience all of the joy in their life, and you start experiencing everything it means to be with that person, mm-hmm. whatever version of that relationship it is. And there's something really beautiful about that because you can't just be around somebody and just great all the time. It doesn't exist. Right. We don't live in that vacuum. Mm-hmm. You know, if you know somebody long enough, you're going to know you're going to experience them experiencing someone else passing away or a relationship falling apart or coming together or frustration to have about children or whatever. Like you're going to be a part of that on some level. Mm-hmm. And that to me is an incredibly beautiful. Yeah. Even though it hurts sometimes, mm-hmm. it's, I agree. I don't know. That's that. I think I've really decided, like, I want to be a part of that with other people. And, you know, I have that in my marriage. I'm married 17 years coming up. I love it. It's great. I have that in my child. And then I seek that out in friendship or collaborations with somebody like in a project that we're both passionate about. Like, how can we make this a thing between us that binds us together for a long time? You know? mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm pouring myself out here. Yeah. You know, I mean, come on. <laughs> See, I told you I'm a listener. Stop it. <laughs> my last <Stop> my... <laughs> Nothing I can do about it. <laughs> well, I did tell you for people who watch this, listen, this care is an amazing person. Uh, I don't know her that well, honestly, but we have chatted quite a bit as a recent and you know working on some things together but uh it is truly a pleasure to know you Um, thank you darian of course of course it's uh it's been neat and i look forward to knowing you more i know we are going to get to know each other much more i suspect especially over the coming year (laughs) exactly you know our project plans exactly you don't have to shave it's fine Well, I thanks for your permission. Darian. I mean, I you say you want permission on stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so you know, listen, run it by me and we'll be okay. <laughs> <I'm just joking>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Thank you so much, Kara. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. you Good to it. see you again. Same here. <laughs>